Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Cookbook Circle podcast. I'm Victoria and I'm Hannah and simply put we review cookbooks. We take one book for each episode and both cook a couple of dishes then discuss what we liked, more likely what we didn't like and give it a rating out of five. Like all the best recipes it's pretty simple. And if you love what we do we're now on Patreon. This means if you'd like to support us your subscription will help cover the podcast costs from the books themselves, the ingredients of what we cook and in return you'll get some fun stuff. To find out more, visit our website, thecookbookcircle.com, or you can find the link in our show notes. Thanks, friends. Now for the podcast. Hello, Victoria. <laughs> Hi, Hannah. Um, I just called you to why implode. That's so funny every time. <laughs> Because they, yeah, they, they well, can never get the intonation right. <laughs> Just like a normal. Person. Hello, Hannah. <laughs> How are you doing? I'm okay. Um, um, my house and garden is uh, blanketed in snow. It's a very Aww. Christmassy scene outside my house. We had snow overnight. Cute. It's adorable. I have um, as you all know, I have a. A cat called Samosa, but she is a Siberian cat. So this is her like dream life. Like she is literally built for this. Oh. So she's out there running around in it, like not getting cold. Oh, like so with her cute. little, she's got like her paws are all like they're not like normal cat. Well, they are like normal cat paws, but her fur goes all over them, so she can walk in the snow. Oh wow! And so That's she's getting to use her. Um, you know what she was built for oh. uh, Doug on the other hand I'm wondering if like he should be joining the there's a lot of you know interesting dog jumpers and jackets going around it's like a, of it's, course it's like a thing I think it's maybe like a slight competitive thing of like my oh. dog's jacket is nicer than yours Doug doesn't have a jacket because I think that he's a dog and he's fine 
um, but maybe I need to, yeah, make it more stylish. I don't know. When I was looking for a present for dog, I went into Barber and they have a range of dog jackets. You are a better friend than me. No, I mean, I walk, this is the place where I walk straight out. Because it was like, no, this isn't the place for me. Um, I was like, I don't have a barber jacket, so I don't think that I should be buying one for my friend's dogs. Um, Your dog nephew. But it was a very, it had a very large dog section, if that's, wow. you know. And what about small dogs? Wait. <laughs> hey. <laughs> um, what you been thinking about doing considering well we are so close to christmas mm-hmm. and you know i've woken up into a bloody christmas card this morning so um i've been thinking obviously about a lot of christmas food and like food as gifts mm-hmm. and I, I like seeing all the content this year like this time of year right yeah. like i know that it's like people you know they're just doing it for content or whatever but i love it i love the content it's so um, awesome it's you, you love you is. you know this is straight out of that you know that terrible tv show that you watch the the american one the hmm. <laughs> you know the one there's a side Chesapeake to you Shores. yeah, yeah there's the, we've discussed it before but you know you're very normally quite a i'm a romantic yeah, i think yeah, at heart exactly um I started watching, uh, this isn't all I'm going to talk about, but I started watching the Harry and Meghan thing last night and I don't want to get into that at all. No, Have you watched no, it? No, nothing. Nothing. None of it. No thanks? <laughs> no, I said no. Oh, I thought you said no thanks. I was like, oh, okay. No, I'm um, here for it. I watched And I cried because they're just so in love and it just ma- it just all makes me sad. Wow. That this is the first they... positive I'm hearing of it. Everyone else is everyone else is because everybody in this country is a horrible skeptical little gremlin (laughs) (laughs) who hates uh mega markle Mm. for some reason because she dared to well we know why people hate her but otherwise then because she dared to fall in love with uh prince harry and you know quote take him away um from something that he's very clearly unhappy with in the first place anyway so I've been thinking about Christmas uh, <laughs> food and gifts. Um, and you know, I see a lot from American like content people creators and also like sometimes like Bon Appetit, the New York times. I saw half baked harvest did this as well. Oh. Talking about like cookie boxes, what? holiday cookie boxes. What, what are they? Like the girls get and, and sell. It... <laughs> <laughs> no, they're like, they they're like a box of cookies but they're all like a range of different cookies that you home make and they're like ah. you know and, and so it's like a thing about like well what cookies are going in my cookie box this this all sounds like a euphemism but it's not um oh okay. yeah and okay. and so i was thinking like what would i put in my cookie box <laughs> If I was going to gift it, gift it, that fucking verb again, that's not a verb. <laughs> if I was going to give it to someone as a gift, mm-hmm. what would I want in my in my cookie box? And and question to the people that know about cookie boxes, um, does it always have to be cookies? Can there be little mini snack cakes in there yeah. or does it have to be cookies? That's a good question. So how many are we talking about? How many varieties of cookie are going in the cookie box? 
I want I want to say like five or six. Jesus. Let me just get like half. That's a lot of work. Well, I'm you know opposed what? to work. Love. <laughs> I'm fundamentally opposed <laughs> to work. But you are not are not opposed to cookies baking. Cookies. Uh, yes. Let me find old half baked harvests. One. She has four point nine million followers. Oh, My shit. God. Look at this KitchenAid. Anyway, look, look, listen. Look. Um, so look, here's hers linking all the cookie recipes I included this year. Jesus Christ, we're looking at a whole range. It looks like a, a like a selection box of yeah, it cookies does. that you would get, or like ones that you buy. And like, oh wow, little Santas. Okay, Holly Jolly Santa cookies. So, do these Holly people have, have um, <clears throat> full-time jobs and children and and or dogs? Well, her it looked like six is what I counted okay. there. Six. Um, well, her full-time job is obviously to be, but no, I think it's just like a a gifting thing. Okay. Um, what would be the cookbook circle box? Oh, what would be I the guess. cookbook circle so, but, box? Okay. I guess. What about the, definitely the ones that we served at the supper club, right? The Dory Greenspan, Malty. Yes. Are they the multi ones? No, they weren't the multi ones. They were yeah. the no. I did the multi ones. Yeah, they were the peanut butter like ones. Peanut butter, oat, chocolate. Yes. Oh my god! Did I tell you that I've had the best so peanut good. butter cookie of my life recently? I think you did, but tell us all. It's Crystal's Cookies in Crystal Palace, and it's this guy that just like sets a little stand at the end of his path, um, and sells them just that out like out in front of his house, which is obviously fucking adorable but then it, it, he does an illegal <laughs> i don't know i don't know i'm not like i'm not like dobbing him into the council but he um these peanut butter cookies they have like reese's pieces in them and peanut butter i think Ooh. and it's just oh my god absolutely insane so anyone in southeast london i would highly recommend going to crystal cookie would you put them in the box do, oh, have we got too much peanut butter already? Yeah, maybe. I'm, I think we should be making them, right? We're not. We're not going to buy. We're not outsourcing no, them to Crystal. Um, maybe Alison Ro- Roman's chocolate chunk shortbread thing. That could be a good one. I feel like they're the they're the best. The the thing is, a lot of the cookies that I like have like a chocolate chunk in them. Maybe so. Maybe yeah. there'd be like a lot of similarities. But everybody likes a chocolate chip cookie, don't yeah, they? Yeah, that's true. How do you feel about like a I think we would just call it a biscuit, but I think like Americans call them like sugar cookies. Oh yeah, like just a plain biscuit. Mm, not massively for me. It's a bit no. dull. It's it's lacking in flavour. Like a graham cracker. A graham cracker. A, yeah. Graham. <laughs> a graham. A graham cracker. Um, yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. Everyone loves a chocolate digestive, right? But um, mm. obviously, I'm not making those. No. I, you know, it's been nine minutes of recording and I haven't mentioned Ottolenghi yet. So I'm going to say mm. his... Oh, yes. Those Christmas gingerbread cookie things in sweet are insane. So I, they would definitely yeah. go in. And a great gift because they keep really well for like a few days. This is the thing as well. If you're making a cookie box, they, would they not go... You, you need to pick hardier cookies that aren't going to be too soft. Mm. Any other contenders? Do I have any other... Well, we just... We just came up with a recipe, didn't we, for something we're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, that this, this sounds like spooky and like, not spooky, doesn't sound spooky. It sounds like, you know, weird and like we can't tell you, but um, we can't. Uh, but we will share it eventually. Yes. Uh, and I feel like I would put those on. They're like a shortbread with various flavours in. Um, 
Yeah, shortbread's good. And they're, they're hardy and delicious. Yeah. But we've already got Alison's shortbread. True. See, this is what I mean when it comes to biscuits. Not a ton of variation. I feel like the, the problem is with what we've chosen is those Dory Greenspan ones, they hit all the cookie buttons in one cookie yeah so we just need to give one mm. box of dory greenspan maybe you could have like a kind of an anzaki ot vibe in there i used to make a lot yeah of that's anzacs. a good idea yeah they would be good i love an anzac biscuit they're like a flapjack's little sister mm. little rand sister yeah i think little cake bits in there of, of a time i'm sure people were throwing cake pops into their cookie boxes as well <laughs> obviously i'd put a madeline in because you know they're my they're my thing. I'm I'm not gonna yeah, be I... doing a cookie box for anyone this year because I don't have don't have time. <laughs> I feel like I'm literally avalanching into Christmas, like falling down a hill and Same. like crashing into Christmas. <laughs> so there will be no cookie boxes from from Hannah Quinn this year. Sorry. No me. I I want to do some food anyway. I want to do something foodie, but I just think about it and think about it and think about it. But uh, I never do. Anyway, we've got two weeks. So Lots cookie boxes. Time. We've got two weeks. I've only got um, a child's first birthday party to plan and bake for in that time. Yeah, uh, no big deal. Any child or any particular one or just a random? Just this guy I know. Seems to live in my house a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Leave Almost a path on me quite a lot of the time. <laughs> it's just always pulling up my hair. <laughs> Oh, but he's so cute. He is really cute. I feel like cookie boxes are nice and relevant for the person that we're talking about today. I think so too. I th- I wonder if she does a cookie. Oh, probably. She, she seems perfect. <laughs> so we're talking about Claire Saffitz today. Um, another Yay! Yes. I'm very excited for this. Uh, another Bon Appetit person. So previously we've spoken about Alison Roman and Bo- Molly Baz, who... <laughs> Bolly Mass. Bolly Mass. <laughs> <laughs> Bad name. Um, who are also kind of Bon Appetit alumni. But yeah, let me tell you about Claire. So um, she was born mm. in St. Louis in Missouri. Oh. My old stomping ground. Not true. I just did a few months there and it wasn't st louis um but and it is what it is st louis right i always get like yeah i got to say something like it's is it louis is it lewis it's louis. it is lewis i think but you know louis fun and, and a great pet name i think um but she so her great grandfather emigrated to the u.s um from what's now ukraine in like the early 1900s and he was a baker how fun is that so, oh, that is so fun. she's got like food in her family. So she went to Harvard, which is very impressive. And I found this like when I was researching her, I found this paper on that she's written online. I don't think it was for Harvard, but it's like constructing the politics of cookery, authorial strategy and domestic politics in English cookery books, sixteen fifty five to sixteen seventy. So and um, this is what Hannah will be reading for the rest of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but like, she's she's smart, man. She's like really, really smart and really- An educated. academic queen. She totally, she's Love such her. an academic. So she went to, yeah, she went to Harvard. She studied US history and literature, um, graduated in 2009, whatever. And then she went to Paris and she studied at Ferrandi, which is the like one of the big, culinary pastry schools 
there and it's that that one I think well I didn't know it at the time when I was there but I think actually Ferrandi is like the most respected one or like it's like for in the industry or whatever it's um really well known and she yeah she talks about how she you know just loves studying and she's very academically driven um she when she was a kid she was really overly studious and really serious um for a while she thought she'd work in museums so her first job after college was an internship at the 9-11 museum but she didn't want to do that so that's when she signed up for culinary school and then she went to graduate school after that in paris um no No. at mcgill and she did a master's degree the harvard of canada (laughs) i learned that from the simpsons that's nice that's 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 good context. Um, she did a master's in history there with a focus on French culinary history in the early modern era. So the, yeah, she's she's just very smart. And then she realized kind of that during this that she would rather be cooking than learning about it. So she got the opportunity to work. Always, oh, I find this very funny when it's like, I got the opportunity to work at the BA test kitchen. And you're like, what is this? Where do I find these opportunities? Like how? I, I want to do it. <laughs> Yeah, does it give me someone's email address? I also want this opportunity. Um, so, like what was she doing in like Canada, like Toronto, or wherever McGill is, and then she's suddenly in New York at the BA Tets? Yeah, kitchen. I don't know. Maybe that's a gap in my research. But uh, here we go. Here no, we I are. just I, I'm not saying that that's not for you. I just wonder, like, I don't know. how does that? Yeah, how does that happen? Anyway, I don't know. I got this opportunity. You didn't just walk into. You didn't bump into Alison Roman or. <laughs> You know, uh, what's his face? Uh, Adam Rappaport, whatever his name is. Boo. Rappaport. Is it? Boo. Boo. Great name. Yeah, great name. So, yes, so she she was a cross-tester there, which is basically when you get the recipe, when someone else has developed the recipe and it's gone through kind of tasting and testing and signed off and approved, and then it goes to this cross-tester, which was her, to to like really stress test the recipe, I guess, and call out anything that was unclear or if it just didn't work. So she said that was, mm. yeah, what a cool job. Like, honestly, I've read about those jobs before that for people, like every kind of cookbook or every recipe writer has like a team of those, I think. And they could be anywhere. I yeah. think I've read about like Ottolinghi again, having one, like someone in Wales who like he just sends them. Yeah, he just has this like, <clears throat> these like remote people oh, who like God. cook his test recipes dream job honestly um i just love it you know we've talked about this right when we've been doing this uh, recipe development for stolen stitches it's like it's so much fun it's just it's yeah it is really fun so she loves it too so she was saying that she was kind of starting with an idea of what she wanted something to be and then she'd go back and do the research and like look at different books and julia like julia child and stuff and then she'd kind of put together her own version and she just realized that naturally she was just following the kind of classic recipe development process um Mm. and so she did a trial where she cooked some of her own her own recipes for BA and they they let her do that for a month and then that just kept going and and spiraling so they, they kept they loved it basically and she got an assistant food editor job and then assistant editor and then associate editor and then senior associate editor and then senior food editor. So she was in the test kitchen for five years. Um, And then they decided that they really wanted to focus on video, which, yeah, is, I think we've kind of touched on that before. There's a lot of like 
test kitchen stuff on YouTube mm. or whatever. So they wanted to do this gourmet makes series, which was kind of making homemade versions of like classic like junk foods or like sweets or whatever so the first one was a twink yeah. twinkie which is something that i still don't think i've ever eaten a twinkie in my life but it's like, they're disgusting are they really sweet they are yeah so sweet like they don't they're just sweet that's all they taste like sweet and they have like that creamy middle right someone ah. brought them into work one day at one of my works and uh, i was like i mm. yeah not my jam. American listeners, again, you know, another another question for you. Tell us what what's the charm of a Twinkie? Is it just like a childhood uh-huh. thing that you, I don't know, nostalgic, whatever? Yeah, is it like a mini roll for us or something yeah. like a Cadbury's, you know, like a Rocky Bar or something? I don't know if you guys. Yeah, I don't know. Um, so then they kept going and they were doing like Cheetos and Kit Kats and Oreos. She said the Oreo one was really fun. I've homemade Oreos before as well, and that is a re- they're really fun. The homemade Oreos are nearly better than um, classic ones. Yeah, I bet. So she was doing that for a long time, and I think she became like a bit of a darling during that time, right? Like that that whole series of gourmet makes had such a cult following and the views were insane. I hadn't heard of it, but I was working as a pastry chef at the time in Brunswick East. And I remember this girl I worked with, Hannah, was was like, have you have you seen Claire Saffitz? And she was obsessed with her. And I hadn't, I just, I, just, I think that whole period just passed me by because I'm just not much of a YouTube mm. person. I'm just not much of a video watcher. <laughs> yeah, me either. I'm a bit shit at it. Maybe like no longer than 30 seconds. I just have no attention span. Yeah, I yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I'm not. I don't have a. Yeah, Stephen's always like, "Oh, did you see this on YouTube? Or did you? Yeah. Like, oh, no. no. Or if I, I'm like trying to find something out, he's like, "Just watch a video, but about it on YouTube." No, <laughs> I don't have the time or energy for that. <laughs> so then, yeah, they launched Bon Appetit. Launched two new series that featured her: Bon Appetit's Baking School and Making Perfect. Um. And yeah, she 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 just got really big. She's been on like Jimmy Fallon and stuff like that. She's uh, I think she's like one of the best known American kind of baking stars. Yeah, but she left Bon Appetit, as all these stories go. Everyone leaves Bon Appetit when it's revealed that you know its leadership are shitty people, basically. So there was that whole yeah, the guy Adam Rapoport, he resigned as editor in chief after this photo of him in brown face resurfaced, resurfaced online. And then there was that whole thing of um, that uh, Reply All was exposing of, you know, not treating employees of colour fairly and, yeah. and shitty pay, etc. Paying them fairly. Yeah, yeah, we've been through it all before. It's very draining and very frustrating. But um, so she left then. She she said that she hadn't been under contract with the company since May 2020 and that she would reevaluate her relationship. And so in October 2020, she formally announced that she wasn't going to renew. And she's been off doing her own thing since then. So that's when mm. she worked that's when she was working on this book that we're talking about today which is dessert person recipes and guidance Mm -hmm. for baking with confidence so that came out in october 2020 actually so around that time that she was leaving bon app and it became became a new york times bestseller um and debuted at number two on the 
yeah, on their like best-selling list. And it's it's won loads of awards. In December 2020, she launched her own YouTube channel. So uh, it was kind of focusing focusing on this book and, and demonstrating recipes from this. And then she started contributing to New York Times Cooking in January 2021. And yeah, she's just, she... As the story goes. Yeah. <laughs> that is a classic trajectory. It is. It really is. And then she, her second book, What's for Dessert? Simple Recipes for Dessert People, was released just last month, actually, November 8th. And it's become yes. an instant um, bestseller as well. But she's huge, right? She had that, like, you know that Emma Chamberlain social media influencer gal? She was on her YouTube channel. I feel like she's cross-generational uh-huh. appeal. But, um, yeah, that's mm. it. She lives in New York with her husband, who's also a chef. They live in the Upper West Side. Uh, I wish I knew more about, like, New York neighborhoods and what the the... Yeah, like yeah. Brooklyn's the like classically hipster one, right? That everyone talks about. Yeah. But beyond that, I feel like I don't know. Is Upper East Side really fancy? Because that was in Gossip Girl. <laughs> yeah, I think so. That's all I know from Gossip Girl. <laughs> and then, yeah, so, and apparently they also own a cabin in upstate New York, which is um, pretty pumpkin spice latte, idyllic. So that's Claire. But this book, what were your first impressions? It's huge. Isn't it beautiful? Yeah. It's huge. I was not I was not expecting it to be as big as big like tall wise. It's much bigger. I don't know why. It's again this whole like no standardized (laughs) (laughs) It really is. Um but this is the whole no standardized paper size thing, right? Yeah. But um also it's 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 such it's so much thicker yeah I think I don't know if it's just like recently we've been doing you know we went through a stage of doing so many tomes yeah um and this isn't that I wouldn't give this one tome status but it is a lot there's a lot there's a lot much more wow uh in it than I expected and it's just beautiful there's beautiful photography well should we talk a little bit about the structure of it because it's really good we talked a little bit at the end of last episode right about this matrix that she has the matrix is so good so one of the axes is difficulty and then the other axis is um time so going from five minutes straight up to 12 hours and then it maps all i'm surely it's not all the recipes is it because they couldn't all fit but it's um yeah where are they kind of is is it all of them maybe Mm. um and it, yeah, it's just basically, so if you don't have time and you just want it to be easy, you can just go straight to that bottom left of the graph. But otherwise, if you want like a project, like spelt croissants, that's right at the top right because it takes over 12 hours and it's like a five difficulty. But it's genius. It's honestly genius because when I was looking for something to bake, I just had a couple of hours or like an hour or something and I was like, shit, what can I do? And just, yeah, this helped massively. It's just very very inspired it's brilliant yeah Love i that. think also if you see something like at the beginning of each recipe she also uh there's like a little guide at the top it'll say it says what season is that recipe relevant for how long is the active time how long is the total time uh and the difficulty and then any other notes for example dairy free vegan etc yeah 
so you know the difficulty based on that, but you can then go back to the recipe matrix and then on a page further on, she has like an explanation of what she thinks, you know, why she thinks it's, it's like that. So it's on page 18, very easy, easy, moderate, challenging, very challenging. Yeah. Um, and in some of them, she'll explain why, she'll, like, it'll be difficulty four, but only because of this one bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of the recipe. Which is smart. Um, so, did you read that bit in the intro when she, she kind of, she says this book is a defense of baking? Um, yes. And that she, it, it, she hears people say, I'm a cook, but I'm not a baker, as if they're completely separate. Do, 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 people do say that a lot. Um, I say that all the time. But she's arguing that that's not the case. Like, they're closer than you think. Um, she thinks it's just because baking poses a particular challenge, uh, unlike cooking, where you can just kind of, you can make adjustments as you go. Baking's less forgiving. Um, but she's, yeah, she's basically saying, it's okay. Just, like, come with me, learn. Each of the recipes is really carefully yeah. written. And she's got notes to explain everything. And... Yeah, I love it. I love it. Yeah. I, and I also really like, in the beginning, there's this, like, techniques and end points. So she talks about, like, really what you think could be simple things, but it's really good, like, how to fill a pastry bag, mm. how to line a round cake tin, mm -hmm. how to brown butter, yeah. which I thought was brilliant. And she's got, like, a picture um, talking about meringues and stuff. And yes. it's not... They're literally just, like, one p picture for each. Yeah which is great and a little bit of, of what's noted and she also says that throughout the book she will she'll put rough timings yeah. but also you know what to look out for as your like end point rather than take it out the oven after 25 minutes so you can learn the sign. how something is finished yes. or yeah which is the biggest thing in baking I think because like when we when I was I don't know, yeah, my token mention of being a pastry school <laughs> but like the chefs would get really angry because people would be taking notes furiously when we were when they were demonstrating a recipe and they'd be like everyone would be like how long is that in the oven for like how long does whatever how long do you bake a certain thing for and the chefs would be like it's going to be about 10 minutes whatever or 20 minutes but that's not you you can't go by the clock you need to look out for if it's like golden or puffed up or like you know coming away from the sides or whatever and I think that's what freaks people out about baking, right? Is that like it, it, something could say 20 minutes, but it, we know that it's based on your oven or your ingredients or whatever. Yes. And so I think that that was so good in all of her recipes at the end. She's like, you know, you'll know it's done because it looks like this. And that's exactly yeah. what people need to hear. Love it. Which is great also f for um, like uh, the bread stuff and the... Yes. the the, the stuff where there's a dough and you're proving stuff like because I make something that's bready spoiler alert Ooh. and she talks about how when you touch it how it will feel and how it will spring back and it will feel yes. it will leave, if it will the dough will like touch your finger or you know like all that kind of stuff yeah. um which is I guess how it lends itself really well to video as well yes she has these little notes at the bottom of every recipe which is great like do ahead how long everything will keep for and kind of any substitutions. Yes. I guess every cookbook has a form of these. Like they're like Nira Soda's notes or whatever. Um, but I think they're just really useful as well. Like substitutions for spices and things like that. My God. Um, I, I did crack me up that there was 
a little bit like salty as the summer sea the salty as the summer sea of this is the diamond crystal kosher salt yes like a, oh my god every recipe do you think she's sponsored by them or something it's ridiculous maybe i i didn't i yeah spoiler again i didn't read what that was I, I, she has a bit in the intro about what that was and i used malden as a sub for the kosher salt which was a mistake i think i should have been using like table salt but anyway we learn um yeah I... she's a fan She's a fan of the diamond. Yeah, it's like the it's the only, it's yes, only thing that has like a brand that yeah, she wants exactly. in there, right? Like it's so strange. <laughs> but people are picky about their salt. <clears throat> yeah, but you know, fair play. If you're gonna be picky about anything, maybe is it salt? I feel like Samin Nosrat not fussy about her, her salt. Mm. It's mixed signals, guys. <laughs> um, do you know what I found about this book um, that I wanted to share with everyone? There is a subreddit on reddit.com just for this book and so it's just claire saffitt's fans like baking things from there a lot of people like bake their way through it um and they post their pictures and they ask for help and they talk about it and it was really useful to me because i needed some help with something i cooked and there's lots of people talking about it on there so that's brilliant it's just reddit slash r slash um dessert person that's what oh, it is and fine. it's great like there's lots of people making things like so i feel like her big show piece in here is the croc on bouche yes. right she has a croc on bouche recipe and people making that and then the thing on the front which you definitely will have seen if you like cookbooks in any way which i hope you do listening to the pod <laughs> um is the blood orange mm. upside down cake that's on the front and yes. people rave about that yeah they love it i'd love to um, make that it's not the right time for yeah it's not the right time for us right for blood oranges no. but yeah me too i bet it's lovely so um, what did you make yeah, my friend so, what did i make so i made two things mm-hmm. same a simple thing and a harder thing um and <laughs> i realized this after i made it but um i made the very first recipe in the book oh, did you? So <laughs> you're cooking your way through like, the book as well yeah uh the spiced honey and rye cake oh how fun yeah so it is yeah spiced honey and rye cake it's a loaf nice a loaf cake which is nice yeah. i was like you know ease myself in it's uh very easy difficulty one great on the uh <laughs> on the thing and she talks about it being an alternative for Rosh Hashanah, which is like Jewish New Year. Yes. And there's a lot of like honey cakes go around then, right? Because apples and honey are um, like the symbols for that time of year. But she, she talks about how she generally, honey cake is really dry ah. and she wants to combat that. Uh, so this is her honey cake. She said, uh, I attempted to crack the honey cake code. So she swaps out some honey for sugar, and it's only got a little bit of rye flour okay literally 33 grams it's not like a rye bread at all um and then she has puts oil in it so it's dairy free Ah, um yeah it's oil so it's fun so it's just and it's a really easy recipe Mm -hmm. it's just mix the dry ingredients and then mix the wet ingredients so it's uh nor plain flour rye flour baking powder diamond crystals (laughs) kosher salt cinnamon allspice nutmeg cloves i couldn't find uh brown cloves so 
I just added more nutmeg. Um, sorry, Claire. I never Two see eggs. ground cloves, actually. I've, I've always had to, like, grind them no. myself. Yeah, and I, I couldn't even... Well, it's Christmas, isn't it? I feel like they probably have sold out of cloves. Oh, yeah, sure. Anything. <laughs> um, sugar, lemon zest, honey, half a cup of honey. So still quite a lot, and then half a cup of vegetable or neutral oil. And then unsweetened applesauce or pear sauce, oh. right? And so we've talked about applesauce before. Yeah. And how I don't really have it here, particularly like unsweetened and stuff. But I found a hack for you all Ooh, in the UK in and maybe Australia if you don't have. Uh, no, wow. I came up with it myself. Oh, love this. <laughs> um, and this is the the so far the greatest thing I found about having a baby. <laughs> no, <it's not. laughs> um, baby food. You can just get pouches of of pureed apples, yes. and it's just apple. Of course. So I just grabbed, yeah, a couple of that. Like I found on the, like the Ellis Kitchen one, for example, just has apples and a little bit of lemon juice, like tiny bit of lemon juice. And I was like, fine, that'll do. And it worked perfectly because oh. that's, they can't add, they don't and can't add anything else to it. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Hey, that's a that's great That's my top, hack. top tick. Love that. Yeah. And it's already pureed for you. Yeah. Um, yeah. Genius. So there's your top tip of the day. And you literally mix the, flour and all the spices uh the salt and baking powder and then add the uh mix the wet ingredients add them wazzy wazzy woo woo mix them together put them in the loaf tin and then cook it for 50 to 60 minutes and again until toothpick comes out clean and then you're supposed to serve it with like honey drizzled on top um nice it's lovely. Is it? I gave it away. Yeah, yeah, really nice. I gave it away to uh, a friend, most of it. I just took the end off to have a little taste yeah. to check it wasn't terrible. Um, but it baked beautifully. Like, it was perfect. Oh. Uh, it sliced really nicely. Uh, and it made my whole house smell of honey, which was really nice. Oh, lovely. <laughs> um, and it was just, it was easy to, to whip up together. Uh, yeah, I had a lot of the stuff in the house um a rye powder is obviously a tough one but i'm sure you could make it's only 33 grams i'm sure you could take that out yeah she um, says i think i have it open here and she says you can substitute it with spelled buckwheat or a whole wheat flour for a slightly different flavor oh there you go whole wheat would, yeah it was probably easier to get um do you think it's like enough yeah but it was on its own like it as a slice or would you like be tempted to put something on it or like would you Oh, apart from honey, right? So she just says, yeah, nice. she says honey. Definitely nice, like toasted, mm. and you could add, you know, butter, even yeah. uh, peanut butter, um, nice, something like that. Even like ice cream, it would probably be nice with because it's got those like nice that nice flavor profiles, like autumnal, yeah, um, quite nice vanilla ice cream. Yeah, how nice? Yeah, I really liked it, but yeah, it was really simple. I have no complaints about it at all and uh i didn't hear anything about it from my friend <laughs> so that either means it was terrible or you know no news is good news, good news. <laughs> we're always low-key fearful that we've like poisoned somebody when we give the food away <laughs> i know um great so yeah i definitely would recommend especially I guess especially also if you celebrate Rosh Hashanah and you want like a honey cake to take somewhere, yeah. it f- felt easy and, um, you know, yeah, it wasn't dry at all. It was lovely. Yeah. 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Uh, the second thing I made was a little bit harder. Oh, yeah. Um,. And boy, was it a little bit harder. So it's only a three difficulty, but it was the honey tahini challah bread. Oh, you're on a honey buzz, honey. Yeah. That is, yeah. <laughs> I'm uh, on a honey Jewish thing. This I week. always um, have wanted to, to make challah, so this is very exciting to me. Yeah, I've never made it before. Um, is it like a braid? It's 295 if you want to yes, have a look. Yes, I do. It, did you have to braid? Yes. Oh, how fun. I had to braid it. Oh, my God. I'm so excited about um, this. Tell me more. So it makes two loaves of challah. Okay. Uh, this beautiful, like, sesame crustage. You'll see a picture of it. Um, oh. And she has a video for this on her website, on her YouTube, if you uh, don't want to buy the book or anybody just want to have a look at yeah. it. Um yeah, so it's 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 not a lot of um, it's not a lot of ingredients. It's uh, yeast, honey, tahini, obviously. So half a cup of honey, half a cup of tahini, three egg yolks, uh, a third of a cup of olive oil, three large eggs, uh, four and a half cups, five hundred eighty-five grams of bread flour diamond crystal kosher salt and sesame seeds for the top it's, so it's a big recipe that's a that's a lot yeah a lot bread. of flour it's worth saying as well because we've bitched about um american measurements before but she does have the answers in grams for everything has, which is great yes but she doesn't extend that to oven temperatures is the only thing that i would say no claire yes that drives goal. me crazy you know i'm forever asking my uh smart speaker like what's this in <laughs> in celsius <laughs> um um uh, yes so it makes a lot yes so it makes a lot but she says it's for two medium halas she does say that you could make it into one giant one mm-hmm. um but it would just take longer to cook yeah so you again it's not it's not a difficult like dough to make mm-hmm. you again add the dry ingredients which is just the um flour and salt and in my case yeast because I don't I can't I can never find active dry yeast so I just use instant yeah um yeah it's hard and just add it to the dry ingredients Mm -hmm. um so you then add all the wet ingredients honey tahini egg yolks two of the whole eggs and water together um and then you kind of mix that in to get make a well. She loves to make a well, doesn't she? 
in the in the drawing yeah room. she does it's almost like make a world mix that together and then knead it she suggests kneading it by hands because it's not a sticky dough right um but i did it in have yeah. a kitchen yeah, aid, yeah, so yeah. Right. off it went to the kitchen aid um until it's like until it's kind of smooth but still a bit tacky she says five to eight minutes in the um thing i don't think i needed it enough right yeah uh i because i after i put it into um rise put it down to rise i went and watched the video and i felt like it didn't quite match what she was doing but anyway it's fine we live and learn we move (laughs) so then you put it to rise one time in an oiled bowl okay fine yeah (sighs) it didn't rise oh no it's she says an an hour and a half to three hours I left it f- about five hours in total, oh, and there was there were, it definitely rose, but it didn't rise a huge amount. Was it cold? And I maybe it was. Yeah, well, yeah, my ki- my kitchen was fairly cold because it's winter and it's cold. Yeah. And eventually, I moved it just for the last kind of hour or so. I moved it upstairs into my lounge <laughs> where we had the heating on, and it did rise a bit more. But then I just kind of gave up, and I was like, "Well, I need to cook it." Yeah. I need to braid it and let it rise again. Was your um, yeast okay? This sometimes is where I found it's like sometimes it's like your ye- my yeast is a bit. Oh God, <laughs> this phrase is not going to sound good. <laughs> I shouldn't use my yeast. <laughs> my yeast is a bit old, and then it like it throws off the recipe a bit. I don't know. Yeah. Well, this is where I found the Reddit thread. Okay. That said um, that a lot of people had the same problem that it didn't rise and people were suggesting or didn't rise in the short time that she gives and need to leave it longer. Okay. So she does suggest that you can leave it overnight, uh, fridge. in the fridge. Okay, yeah. Um, but, but some people were suggesting the honey F's with the yeast. Yes. And the yolks make um, it, the eggs and stuff make it heavy. Right. And the tahini makes it heavy. It's a lot of work for the yeast to be doing. It needs to graft. Yeah, so I think if I'd had the time, I maybe would have left it overnight. Yeah. Um, but again, we live and learn. So again, I watched the video and my risen dough after like five hours didn't look dissimilar okay. to what she had. Right. It was still doing like, she had this thing where she pushed a finger into it and it like bounced back, but left a little mark. And I was like, okay, mine's doing yeah. that. We're just going to go and do this. So then you... Uh, You've got the big dough, you spit it into six equal sections mm-hmm. and you roll each of those sections out and that's your six braids for your two howlers. Bye. So you sprinkle them with um, flour and then you go ahead and braid them. And braiding them was actually quite easy because it's just, if you know how to do a plait, yeah. you just, so you make them thicker in the middle and thinner on the outside. So you just, you start from the middle and braid them both, both ways. Nice. And you'd leave them again to rise. Okay. <clears throat> I took them upstairs into the warm and they did rise the second time quite quickly, which was good. Yeah. Um, and then into the, you, and then you egg wash them and into the oven they go. Nice. Uh, you don't, you could, you egg wash them. You put as much sesame seeds as you want on the top that create that lovely, like, you know, like when it bakes and kind of opens up. So it looks like you've, You've got perfect little triangles of sesame seeds. Yeah. It looks gorgeous. Oh. Um, into the oven for like 25 to 30 minutes, she says. Okay. Again, I th- until the surfaces are shiny and deep golden brown. I think I overcooked mine slightly. Yeah. They're a bit browner than maybe I would have wanted. And the outside seemed a bit crispier. So 
we live and learn. Um, but all that being said, the flavour is absolutely lovely. Really? So this is in the um, savoury baking section. So it's Great. not sweet yeah. in any kind of sense of the word, but you can kind of, it's, and because it's a bread, and this happens with bread, right? You can kind of talk to this a bit better, but if you add flavours to bread, they're all, it's always quite subtle mm. because you're never, you're, you know, you buy chocolate sourdough or whatever, it never tastes like chocolate. No. It's just got that little hint yeah. of it. But the tahini, you can like, and obviously the sesame seeds on top, and with the honey, it's just, it was great. Uh, it was really, really nice. Like, even though I think it was underproved and, and um, so it was a bit dense. Yes. But again, it's probably a bit of a denser bread. Yeah. Um, but I, I would absolutely try it again. And it's obviously quite impressive looking. Yeah. Um, and the flavours are lovely. Oh. Yeah. You're making me Loved want it. to make that now. I would you should i mean you would smash it i'm caught of course because you are better baker than i am because you're you know highly trained but <laughs> yeah i really like that and it also yeah looks impressive it makes two loaves so i'm going to give one away nice um who's it going to who's the lucky person you can't reveal our lovely our lovely uh neighbors nick and jamie ah, are going to get it we love nick and jamie i've never met them but they keep complimenting <laughs> the podcast and i get it back to nick so <laughs> love those guys enjoy <laughs> i hope you like it um yeah so absolutely loved it um oh. even though those little ones but i'm glad that there's a video on it and i'm glad that yes. um the subreddit exists so i could find out about it um oh, i want to make it how about you what did you cook i bake baked two things as well so as i said the first thing i did was kind of on the lower end of the matrix too um and actually was this the thing i know about well you know about them because so vic was in the office this week and i had some of these leftovers so i brought some to her but I didn't tell her what they were <laughs> I was just like these are for the podcast eat them and try and guess which what they are so have you guessed do, have you do you know which recipe it was um no and I'll be honest I did have a quick look today just before we recorded like because you were like I'll be honest it's at the bottom <laughs> section of the, of the matrix and I was looking at the matrix and I was like I know a word that's in there because I was like oh these are this yeah. word when you gave them to me and you were like yeah that's that's the first word but no basically i don't know what they are they're the salted halva brownies uh blondies oh. sorry blondies 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 yeah. oh yeah so they they were so she, you know she what it was i was looking for the word tahini <laughs> yes okay yeah yeah because there is tahini in there too uh i've spoken many times about my love for tahini and sesame and halva and I was just very excited by these. And I had some halva in the cupboard. So I was like, um, I basically nearly had everything uh, to make them, which was nice. I didn't expect, I, I thought that kind of she, her stuff would be a bit more complex and it wouldn't, I don't know why I thought that. I'm just a big old biased old <laughs> gal. But they have flour, diamond crystal kosher salt. So this is when I subbed in the Malden which I should have used table salt. So I feel like they were quite salty because of that. But uh, right. I still like it. Uh, baking powder, white chocolate, 
butter, tahini, light brown sugar, an egg and two egg yolks, vanilla extract, the halva, so about half a cup, 113 grams, and then sesame seeds, which you sprinkle on top. Um, I'm also like quite, I'm always quite intrigued by blondies as well, because I think that they should be like fudgy, kind of like a brownie. Um, but sometimes you yeah. buy them out and they're just like, a, they feel just like a tray bake or like a cake or something. Yeah, so was, they're just a cake. Yeah, so I was intrigued. Hers look quite gooey. So I was intrigued to see what, if she was on my side. And she is. They're quite like, they are quite like moist and gooey in the middle. Mm. Um, so yeah, it's pr- very simple. Well, you, you line a, a baking tray with foil, which was my only kind of criticism. You butter the foil then and then you pour the batter straight in on there. Mm-hmm. But I thought the bottoms were slightly soggy and I wondered if that was because of the foil rather than like parchment paper. Um, but that was my only gripe with them. Does she say why? No, she just says foil. Yeah, and she, you do two layers so that it's easy to lift out. But yeah, maybe she says elsewhere in the book and I've missed it. Um, but yeah, you make, it's similar. You mix your dry ingredients in one bowl. So flour, salt, baking powder. And then you melt white chocolate butter and tahini together. Um, just until, yeah, just until they literally just melted and um, let that cool a little bit. And then you whisk. How did you? eat that how did i heat it how did, how did you not just eat oh that? i did i tasted like, a little bit and i was like crack i was gonna say that sounds like your dream like sweet snack. yeah we used to make a white chocolate and tahini babka in um in honey and co and that was just i just love those flavors together they're so good and then you uh whisk brown you whisk the brown sugar into that white chocolate mixture and again she's like guiding you throughout she's like it's gonna look grainy and you might see the fat start to separate but that's normal add in your egg yolks egg vanilla and you whisk really vigorously until it kind of comes back together and it looks really thick and smooth and glossy and then you fold in your flour and dry ingredients and then you crumble in you add in the crumbled halva and you just kind of fold it gently so it doesn't break up too much. And then you just put the batter in the pan and bake it. And um, you sprinkle the sesame seeds on top and some more salt. Um, well, here she says then top with flaky salt. So then I was like, oh, shit, then I've messed up here because <laughs> that's not, she's not saying the diamond crystal kosher salt. But anyway, and then you bake it until they're kind of puffed up around 20 to 25 minutes. But she said they should still be like a little jiggly in the center. And she said they'll look slightly underdone, but they'll set uh, as they cool. So try not to bake them for longer because that would dry them out. So that was, again, a great tip. So they felt really, Mm. I think I really like them. I like the texture. Obviously, I love those flavors. You've got like sesame in three forms there, tahini, halva, and the seeds. Um, But yeah, I thought they were great. A nice, easy. Yeah, I thought they were really nice. Mm. They're salty. Yeah, but that was my You could definitely taste the salt. I think that was my bad. But, um... The flavours were really nice. And yeah, the texture was definitely not like a cake. No, it was more like a brownie. Um, yeah, loved it. I did see those actually, the, the recipe, and I was like, I wonder if Hannah will make those. And I didn't even make the connection <laughs> um, because I was looking for the t- the word tahini. Yeah. Because um, I was like, oh, salty. Oh, tahini. Yeah. <laughs> when I tried them. They're like my ideal, basically. If I'm, uh, uh, yeah, I'll bring them to a party or something. And like really. What is their difficulty rating? What is the difficulty rating? I think it was a one or something. I've lost the page now. Uh, yeah, one. Very easy. Nice. Active time, 20 minutes. Love that little grid at the top. She says the season, the active time, total time, and the difficulty. That's great. Where do you buy your halva from, usually? Just for anyone interested. I 
actually had to get it in Waitrose, but I usually Ooh. buy it in like little corner shops or like yeah, you know, the, like a little Turkish yeah, shop little Turkish or little. shops or whatever. Whenever I see it, I just pick it up. Um, but yeah, you can't get that in Waitrose. <laughs> Not That's a good corner shop or or you know a local one. Um, but yeah, they were great. Love them a lot. Would make them again. I've still got some actually. And then the second thing that I made was the classic birthday cake. <laughs> Did you? Yeah. That's fun. It is. So this is like difficulty two. So I didn't really test myself here, but anyway. Um, and yeah, okay. It was my friend Louise's birthday. Her birthday is Christmas Day. So we do an early birthday thing for her every year. And it was yesterday. So I baked. Oh. I was looking for the right so something in here to make and it, this looks really fun right because it's like the chocolate frosting she's got the sprinkles and I think I hear a lot about you know from the US about like classic birthday cakes like every US blogger baking blogger that I follow they talk a lot about like yellow cake and classic birthday cake and stuff so I was just interested to see what the fuss was about I guess because I tend my to my favorite Glossier lip balm is the birthday cake one just to say for anyone who <laughs> wants um, to know I know that before we started recording this Hannah said that Claire Saffitz has got a Glossier uh profile thing on on the Glossier website and I was like oh I wonder what her favorite lip balm is. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think she mentions actually um so yeah it's gonna put the coconut one on right now <laughs> but I've got sad next to me <laughs> hashtag ad um the <laughs> I wish <laughs> the yeah it's it's just very simple flavors so it's a vanilla cake essentially so cake flour baking powder she says for cake flour which has always kind of intrigued me she says if you don't have or can't find cake flour substitute an equal amount of all-purpose flour but replace one tablespoon with one tablespoon of cornstarch per cup so i tried to do that because i had plain flour and I guess that's like all-purpose flour. So yeah, I, think I just so. I did sub in the cornstarch um, just to see what it was like, and it was it was a nice sponge actually. Um, sorry, so cake flour, baking powder, diamond crystal kosher salt, baking soda, butter, sugar, neutral oil, not much of that, just fifty-seven grams. Egg yolks, five egg yolks, and and two eggs. Um, a tablespoon of vanilla extract, buttermilk. And then that's everything for the cake, but you, she diverts you then to another page for the chocolate variation of the classic cream cheese frosting that she has. Oh, yes. That's the one on the picture, right? Yes. That, so yeah. it's, again, wet and dry, whisk together the flour, baking powder, salt, baking soda, and then you kind of beat the sugar, butter, and oil uh, until it's really light and fluffy. And then you add in the egg yolks, and the whole eggs and the vanilla and she's always telling you to scr- stop and scrape down the sides which is a great yeah it's a really good like I forget to do that sometimes so and I remember people shouting that at me in kitchens so <laughs> I think it's a fair tip to give <laughs> scrape the bowl and so stop and scrape the bowl um and then you kind of add alternate adding in the flour and the buttermilk so a, a third of the flour and half of the buttermilk and so on until it's all mixed together. And then you divide it amongst three pans, uh, eight inch cake pans. And she gives you, I love this, the grams of batter per pan. I fucking love that. 
Wow. Because I do that. Anyway, I would always try and weigh how much, if I'm doing like a layer cake, and I just love that she gave that to you. And it was perfect. It was like 482 grams of batter per pan, and that was it exactly what I had. So just thought that was great. That is amazing. Um, I think my oven, my oven's a piece of shit, to be honest, and it browns things too quickly. Um, so the tops were quite brown quite quickly, but I just kind of kept moving them around. Um, and she says, yeah, she tells you to know how when they're done, that the tops are golden brown, that the toothpick is, comes out clean. Um, and then you just let them cool. But she tells you to kind of cut off the tops where it's domed so that they're nice and um, level. And then you stack and frost the cake. So you frost it, like I said, with that cream cheese frosting. Um, but the chocolate variation. So that's really easy. You literally just um, beat butter and cream cheese together um, until it's really smooth. And then you add in some salt and the icing sugar, uh, which is a lot. It's like a pound of icing sugar. And I should have oh, wow. sifted mine. I should have fucking sifted it. I've ne- I've done that before. I always, I'm so lazy and I was just like, it'll be fine. And actually the frosting was a little bit lumpy, but you know, whatever. Um, so yeah, if you do this, please sift your icing sugar and don't be a lazy old. I probably wouldn't have sifted it because icing sugar is so thin anyway, like fine, fine is the word, um, (laughs) that you think, oh, it's probably fine. (laughs) (laughs) And then you put in the vanilla seeds from a vanilla bean and I splashed out and bought, bought a vanilla, two vanilla beans. Um, in case you doubt my love for you, Louise. Um, and then, <laughs> then you add in melted chocolate. So she says unsweetened chocolate. And I just got milk. But I shouldn't have. I probably should have used dark or whatever. But I was just feeling like a milk chocolate that day. Mm-hmm. Um, and it makes loads of frosting. So she then kind of tells you, you know, put like half a cup on between each layer and then do like a crumb coat and put it back in the fridge for mm. 15 minutes and then add more frosting, which I did. But it was, um, there was still loads left over. So maybe, I mean, I think there was plenty on the cake, but, and I'm always generous with icing, or I try to be. So I was like, shit, this is, I don't know, I've still got some left over. I'll, maybe I'll try freeze it or something. Um, but yeah, it's really fun. It was really fun to make and it, everything worked out perfectly there was no disasters um uh it went down well with the crowd that was there last night but like for me it's for me it's just like quite quite boring flavors like it's just not ever really Mm. gonna do it for me it was fun to make and it was it looked cute but yeah i just i don't know vanilla sponge and like chocolate icing and yeah 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 i'm glad i did it and it um you know People liked it, but it's not it's not interesting enough for me. I like the weird, weird flavors or like yeah. strong flavors, and it just wasn't kind of yes. that pun- packing that punch for me. But you know, still now I know now I know what the birthday of classic American know. birthday cake's all about. That's good, and you won't do it again. <laughs> Maybe not that one. No. Um, what was she does have so that that's from a whole section right called like layer cakes and fancy desserts yes. for your like birthday stuff yeah uh the strawberry cornmeal layer cake yes i was like that sounds great i mean i can't eat strawberries no, but i thought about you yeah yeah that's what i was like oh bloody um, the preserved lemon meringue cake looked really fun yes um i just there's so much good stuff 
oh. the, what sounds like good stuff in here. The black sesame parry breast I... as well. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. So much the sour cream um... and chive pull apart rolls. I thought I was going to make them actually, but I just never came back to them. Oh, so much. Yes. So she has a whole, like, breads and savoury baking bit. The miso buttermilk biscuits. The... Loaded cornbread. Feta zatar flatbread. Yes. Uh, Her focaccia looks great, but we make that that too much in our lives. Um, (laughs) But coffee, coffee cake. Like, so much good stuff. Like, so I might try the confetti cake oh because i love a confetti cake i had one at my wedding i think they're really fun you don't get them a lot here because of our rules about food coloring so you have to like buy your sprinkles in smuggle them in um but i might make that for marcus's birthday cake you should Uh, she has a brown butter cream cheese frosting Uh, which is her fave from uh the boy who bakes uh i didn't see that and i was like yeah that's great. Um, yes, you should um, definitely make that because it. I, I'm pretty sure, based on that birthday cake thing, that, that my experience that it will just go really smoothly and it'll be nice. The hard mm. thing is always like, I I never really like like cutting the cake, cutting the individual mm. sponges to make them all level because it's like it's waste and I don't really like that. It's a waste, yeah. Um, but it is the... an important step if you want it to look that really nice way. Oh, do you know what I almost made as well, which um, I didn't in the end, obviously, uh, was the spiced, is it called spiced, spiced persimmon cake, because it is persimmon season, yes. <laughs> and there's lots of them in the shops, and it just looks so fun, it's like, that's not a fruit that you see a lot in cakes. Yes, uh, that looks beautiful. Uh, I think she specifies the type of persimmon that you should use there, didn't she? Oh, does she? Yeah, that was another, maybe another brand name on top of the brand, brand, which brand of Such an interesting um, fruit. I don't use it very often. And I think the the UK calls them Sharon fruit, right? Oh, is that what we call Sharon fruit? Oh, she says Hachia. Yeah. Hachia persimmons. What are they? Oh, hmm. I don't know. Interesting. Oh, there's just so much I want to make. I swear since we've been sitting talking about it and i'm leafing through i'm finding more and more that i want to make blackberry caramel yeah every time i look through it i'm like oh that looks so great and i'm so i was as we know quite skeptical about this one just in terms of like i thought it'd be hard i am the person that says i'm not a baker yeah yeah. i don't want to bake stuff but this i feel like it's it's got me. It's got you. It's got me by the gunas. <laughs> and I would be very interested to see her second one. Yes. And also can we have a moment to appreciate that, you know, she's Bon Appetit cool, you know, test kitchen person, but she's gone down the different path to Molly Baz and Alison Roman in terms of being really like yeah. trendy with her, you know, just like K bows or no K bows was the sausage, yeah. <laughs> whatever whatever the the abbreviations were that Bolly Maz was using or you know Alison Roman was a bit like Mimi in her language and stuff. This is just straight yeah. up good advice, um, no messing around. She no does what she says she's gonna yeah. do. Like she she teaches you how to bake yeah. and it's but there were some really interesting recipes in here. It's not and I'm not bored. No. I'm, you know, there's a lot of good flavors, but not like 
not so much where you're like, oh, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. Um, For me, this is, we mentioned that this is like the third, is it the third baking book we've done this season? Ravneet, Nadia, this. I don't think there's any more. Yeah. For me, this would be my favorite. And Me too. Yeah. And Ravneet was excellent in the kind of basics of a lot of a classic like French patisserie, I guess, but the interesting combinations and flavors weren't there for me in this in that one but they're definitely here this it's just yeah for sure oh i love it i really love it it it's gonna go down beside sweet ottolenghi's you know pastry bible to me and it's just it is beautiful put it on your christmas list yeah lads and i might put her next one what's for dessert on her christmas list my only worry about that i might try and have a look at the recipe list is that it's might be a lot of like desserts like a lot of cream and um yeah. custards and stuff which i as we know i'm not really into um and there's not a lot of that in here and not a lot of cheese and stuff yeah, which that's is good true, actually. for me because that, but um so i will have a look at the list and uh check it twice you know decide gonna find out yeah exactly. where's your bells <laughs> cookbook santa where's your goddamn oh, bells i'm on the floor oh, here yeah, come on hold on just hold on bear with caller Great, thank you. Santa's coming. Um, should we rate? Yeah, should we rate? Let's... Yes. Shall I um, just remind everyone about uh, our rating system? Yes, please, Victoria. I've never heard about this rating so, system before. <laughs> <laughs> so every time that we, Hannah's just got you know got her dog who's called Dog, um, for a little cuddle, and he looks so cute. Um, he, yes, sorry, he, he's not involved in the rating system. No. We're not rating our dogs. So, we should, yes, we rate each book on five different criteria, and those criteria are the following usability and accessibility. That's one. That's one. Uh, ingredients used. That's two. <laughs> are they easy to find, etc.? Are they cheap? Oh, oh hi, Douglas. Um, aesthetics. Uh, how good does a book lo- look like? How good does uh, that look? I love a, I I'm love a picture. Um, <laughs> Sorry, that's a Julia Fox uh, reference is it... for anyone who's listening. Yeah. <laughs> Uncut jars. Uncut um, Veggie friendly. That speaks for itself. And inspirability. How inspired are we to cook from it? And each episode we change our rating system uh that is so it's relevant to the chef or uh book that we've been doing and uh we choose something that is relevant and so today believe it or not we are going to be rating out of diamond crystal kosher salt salt. (laughs) Um, it's everywhere yeah they really landed the good branding yeah 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 i hope they're giving Um, you a kickback clear yeah. Uh, so, Hannah Han. Vicky Vic. What do you rate? I'm not going to mess around here, Vic. I'm giving it five out of five. Are you? Yeah. I love it. I absolutely love it. I think it's. I just think it's amazing. I don't, uh, the the ingredients weren't hard. To, there was nothing mad. There's some seasonal stuff like yeah, maybe it's hard to find persimmons and stuff like that. But for the most part, it was very doable. Um, I think everything's well explained. And now you know about unsweetened applesauce. Yeah. If you can't get that where you live. a whole new world for me. And you're fine. <laughs> questioning why I'm roaming the baby aisle. Um, and 
yeah, I'm just so inspired. I, I just think it's incredible. I think it's an excellent, excellent book. I, I really haven't been exposed to her that much before. Um, but now I'm a big fan. I'm a big Claire fan. Wow, five big old diamond crystals out of five. Five big old diamond kosher diamond crystal kosher salt out of five diamond crystal kosher salts. How many diamond crystal kosher salts are you giving out there? <laughs> we are not getting paid to say it a number of oh, times. Shut up! Maybe we keep saying it. <laughs> like you know, great. that's the ingredient that you can't get here: diamond crystal kosher salt. Um, I am giving it four and a half. Ooh. So the only, I'm just taking off usability and accessibility. Okay. Simply because there are some really oh. tough bits in here. And that's not to say that that's bad because she calls them out, right? If you want to make croissants, they, they're fucking hard and they take days and she calls that out. But, um, you know, there is quite a lot of that all this brilliant fun stuff right in that kind of three to four difficulty yeah that low time but quite high difficulty so i would say it's not a beginner's baking book fair you have you probably have to have some and that's why i'm only taking off half she she guides you through it brilliantly but you are still going to have to have some understanding of how things work and stuff like that yeah that's fair sorry my dog is barking if if that happens in the background um the (laughs) i think that's fair and probably why i love doggy then we yeah because there's that more challenging stuff or more because i've baked a lot so i guess it's because it's interesting to me that there's new stuff in here or stuff that kind of pushes it a bit so yeah i think that's a fair point well all in all we loved it Absolutely loved it. Absolutely loved it. Love you, Claire. Big fan now. Love you, Claire. I'm going to make your brown butter corn muffins and, you know, 10 million other things in this. (laughs) Oh, Doug. Oh, Doug. So West Hannah calms (laughs) doggy, doggy down. Doggy, doggy down. We uh, are going to take a little Christmas and New Year break. Yeah from recording new episodes of the podcast just because things get crazy busy um for both of us uh and we don't want to let you down by you know not being able to cook or whatever so there won't be an episode in two weeks but in the new year we'll be back with more inspiring modern women full of new 2023 hope and new year's resolutions (laughs) and positivity yeah maybe mm-hmm. <laughs> cookie boxes empty yeah uh, life um where are you spending christmas vic i'm going home to my parents and we're actually going out for christmas dinner which is the, my first time ever having gone out for christmas dinner apart from when i you know wasn't in the country so that's fun yeah i love that i'm a big fan of people going out for christmas dinner and not laboring in the because it always falls on one or two people's shoulders right and the rest of the family just gets to sit and watch tv or whatever so big fan of going out exactly how about you i will be back in the motherland for a couple of weeks spending time between my sister and my mom so it should be nice i'm looking forward to it lots of cooking lovely um but yeah thank you all for listening and uh, if you we will 
and do have some Patreon mini-sodes yeah. uh, coming up and in the past. So if you would like to hear our voices over your festive um, <laughs> time, then please uh, sign up to our Patreon, which you can find the link in the show notes. But also, if you are looking for some festive uh, cookbook circle chat, we did an episode last year yes. about Christmas cooking and it all that stuff still stands yeah. in terms of books and stuff we made we made and uh yeah so i go and check that out it'll be on our feed wherever you get your podcast yeah maybe i'll make that cranberry focaccia after all from nigel slate (gasps) chronicles so good oh yeah okay i'm gonna do that okay that's me that's me yeah i feel like people would love it yeah it's a great one thank you for listening um but thank you so much we love you you. bye Bye. merry christmas ding 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 Wait, wait, wait. No, mine just sounds like a serial killer. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening to this episode of The Cookbook Circle. If you enjoyed it, please do subscribe and leave us a review as it helps others to find us. You can see how recipes from this episode turned out on our Instagram at Cookbook Circle. And if you make anything from the books we talk about, don't forget to tag us. See you next time. Bye! catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.